Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Hi, and welcome to Women on the Line, Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Program. Produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Amy Middleton. Welcome to Women on the Line. It'll be no surprise to our regular listeners when I say that women in the arts, or in any industry really, need to look out for one another. Today, I'm speaking to the woman who spearheaded a very important initiative in Australia. Founded in the UK in 2008, Ladies in Noise shines a spotlight on women creating experimental music. Since 2011, this initiative has been thriving here in Australia thanks to Lara Sulio, an Adelaide-born and bred artist who creates under the moniker Onion. Five years on from its beginnings in Australia, Ladies in Noise is planning another national tour which will see female sound, noise and experimental artists perform, host events and relaunch a two-disc compilation. Due to recent cuts to arts funding in Australia, Ladies in Noise received no financial support for this tour, so they're crowdfunding it through GoFundMe.com. You can donate by going to GoFundMe.com slash L-I-N-A tour. That's Ladies in Noise Australia tour. Today I speak with Lara herself, um, along with two artists supported by Ladies in Noise, and we really get a sense of how useful this collective is to um, female experimental artists that would otherwise have been working alone or in small groups, and also in terms of a platform for finding new artists in this genre. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Women on the Line. I'm lucky enough to be joined today by Lara Sulio herself. Lara has performed at festivals from Melbourne to Denver. She's a live sound engineer in Melbourne and also performs with Melbourne post-rock band 14 Nights at Sea. And of course, she brought Ladies in Noise to Australia in 2011. Welcome to Women on the Line, Lara. Thanks for having me, Amy. (laughs) I'm also joined by two artists supported by Ladies in Noise. Edie Stevens performs as Eves and is new to the Australian scene. And Fionn Butler, who's been playing for 10 years, most recently as Papaphilia in her solo guise and as part of the trio Gurna. Edie and Fionn have toured Australia and New Zealand, playing at galleries, festivals and venues. Thanks for coming on Women on the Line, guys. Thanks. Thank Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I might chat to you first, Lara, um, but you guys can chime in at any point. Um, so at Women on the Line, as our listeners will know, we only broadcast female voices. Um, And it feels so important to really make that commitment to representing women. Why is that sort of thing necessary in the noise scene and maybe the music scene more broadly? Um, I guess as a rule, because I'm working as a sound engineer, it's not, you know, you have to work with everyone and anyone. And also coming from Adelaide, being in a band and then starting to perform this kind of music, it's not a choice, it's more like... It's kind of, yeah, it's more of a whatever you need to do to get into the things you want to do. You kind of, and I guess supporting and performing with other female artists 
this idea for me is kind of more like it's a collective. It's more like banding together and seeing what everyone's doing rather than a um, kind of excluding or, mm. yeah. And I think that's probably Marlo's idea who um, is the founder of Ladies in Noise as well. She's pretty supportive um, as far as finding women across the other side of the world and releasing their stuff and um, it's more about documenting what people are doing as well and and kind of as a group it feels more I don't know to me it's people coming and going so it's it's not so rigid Mm. in in how it's set up it's more like we need to show everyone what we're doing and it's a good way to do it right yeah so you see it more as um like a platform yeah okay yeah I love that word (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty um, pod, like gentle word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so it is an international initiative from where the UK initiative, like the, the original one. Yeah, Marlo started off living in um, Baltimore and moved to Port. So I met her in Portland and Denver and I also had been speaking to her beforehand. <laughs> um. Yeah, and she, I think it was the compilations, not so much shows, but compiling and documenting what people were doing in um, all over the world. Cool. Yeah, which then transformed into the Australian leg when I approached her. So it creates kind of a record then of how sound develops? I don't know. What do you time? guys think? Uh, <laughs> not develop, but... Yeah, I think it just compiles lots of... just just shows that there's lots of... Uh, mostly women making music all around and experimenting and creating who might not, I don't know, go to long lengths to put something out themselves, but it's, yeah, it just shows that they exist and they're there and, Mm. yeah, shows their work because, like, if you're making and creating, it doesn't mean that you have to be pursuing it as your lifelong thing, but it can be something that you do intimately for yourself and that's how I sort of see the way that they make the compilation because it's just showing that people are out, like women are out there mm. doing it. And even if it's just farting around, it's like, yeah. it's good stuff still. So yeah. I've, I've met, like I wouldn't have met all the people that I sort of really value now for my practice and performing and all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. if it wasn't for this kind of thing. So I think How it's really it? important for that reason. So it's a networking thing as well. Yeah, totally. And how mm. do you go about meeting them if it's... Face to face shows, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely shows, and yeah, and people mention other people, you know, mm. yeah. I mean, you, for a long time, there wasn't. There'd be very few women popping up on bills just in Melbourne. It would be, you know, one in what one show, and now there's like an agenda to sort of put, you know, note that we know now that there are lots of women making mm. music. So it's kind of started that ball rolling. Yeah, it's good. Sometimes those things feel tokenistic, but I think we've definitely found on Women on the Line when we're sourcing um, exclusively female um, sources or people to interview, they're just, uh, women are generally quieter. Yeah. And and for that reason, they're harder to track down. Has that been your experience? Yeah, it's sort of like there's multiple reasons why there's quietness, I feel. And it's it's sort of like, I mean, I don't go about throwing myself around and forcing myself on bills but also at the same time like you don't you get asked a lot less 
or you used to I'd get asked a lot less to play or like right it'd be it'd be putting music out and not getting responses and so it'd be kind of a weird thing so that happened for me for a little while but then kind of attitudes changed or people I don't know yeah it might not just be attitudes it just things change <laughs> definitely different, so different experience for me yeah oh yeah. what's yours been like uh much smaller scene and then and also just that people are I don't know there was never really an What's your experience of New Zealand? Because that's the difference, I think. Yeah, is like... it's more chilled out and not pushing for like it to be more <laughs> of a um, more of a public domain sort of thing. It's just like it's chilled out. It's a bunch of weirdos essentially. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so all the weirdos don't really, you know, it's a different kind of society base. I think so. By that I mean like what those people are into and what they're looking for and what they're what they're doing. So it doesn't really have those kinds of stigma already. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. I never really ran into any. It sounds weird. I never had any gender issues with my stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. I had very few in Adelaide, and it's a small place. Like I probably had more things to kind of go up against playing in a normal kind of rock band. Right. Um, then again, you had to just get along with everyone and play a show. But then playing experimental music. It wasn't unusual to see women on a bill in Melbourne. Yeah, and then it, it sort of has become more frequent. I and guess. people are a little bit more politically aware in the underground mm. like and experimental because it's like the basis for that whole um, form of creating and the whole scene is just that everybody is weirdos and they mm, exactly, all have to yeah. have their head around politics because... You know, you got to look after each other and, <laughs> and yeah, and survive. And yeah, it's really true because I say there's sort of clusters of, um, and with certain um, niche music genres, there's clusters of people who identify as like gender diverse or sexually diverse, mm. or they're like polyamorous, or they're something else that doesn't quite fit with the mainstream. Yeah. So I do think that's something that happens. Like people gravitate towards experimental music because they have uh, a because they find something in common with a bunch of people that maybe don't fit in with mainstream ideas. I think it could be part of it. There's different... I don't know. There's a lot of different ways to coming to it. <laughs> what do you think, Evie? I found that most, that's... Yeah. Most definitely, but also, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's not the thing that's at the forefront, but <clears throat> it's there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's not the totality of why people are coming together, but you definitely... There's a an undercurrent. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely <laughs> diversity all over the place. So, well, if it makes people more politically aware, that's a great thing. Yeah, mm. this is more aware in general. I think it is better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aware. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of loaded, loaded words for me. I'm going off on these sort of yeah. in my brain. Not that there's planning. like work to be done either, because like obviously that's yeah, yeah. I think strangely, strangely enough, you start. Well, I started doing this kind of stuff on my own, just yeah. with a loop. It, so it is kind of out of being isolated or not being in a group playing music and wanting to do something that you just want to do. And then it develops into collaborating with people and mm. and mm. then getting into the community. And, yeah, so it starts off being quite different. Yeah, it is it's hard knowing that you make weird stuff and then trying to find a community to support you. <laughs> yes. Like, that's also part of it. Like, we all, I guess, I know that you probably have come from the same place and, I don't know, maybe not for your experience. I fell, but into, I fell into a scene when I was about 16 or so. How so? Mm, I was working in a, 
and uh, doing the door at a bar, and then I was meeting people through who were coming through there, and they lived in a warehouse, and they were all playing this stuff. And I remember going to a show one time and just having my mind completely blown, <laughs> <laughs> and it was I was never the same again essentially. And, I, and there were women there, and that was probably part of it was that they were I don't know it was all just everybody doing this stuff but I just fell into it and it was really easy it was really natural and really fluid Mm -hmm. and just just happened and we had the space and we had the means to um and the time um to do a lot of experimenting and a lot of mm, you know um old technology stuff just like mucking around big spaces interesting people I don't know that's cool very lucky yeah I love that because, I mean, yeah, my experience of music scenes has been pretty male-dominated. Mm. But obviously... It was still women. male-dominated. Was it? The same. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. Still, it yeah. Was... There were probably more women there doing stuff at the get-go. No, no. no really? Definitely not. God, definitely not. But there's just some really integral people that are just really amazing. That have helped me out a lot and helped, I don't know, they just make everything accessible. And... What was your experience like, Fionn? Uh... I don't know, it was a bit of a weird one, like, I think when I was younger I was a bit more forward and a bit more, like, driven, I kind of knew what I wanted to do, I was like, I want to make crazy stuff, and I want to, <laughs> like, I want to, like, around a gallery, it's just like, I want to do weird stuff, like, I was just so um, enamored by, like, 70s happening performance art and stuff like that, it was just like, I'm going to bloody throw stuff everywhere and make crazy noise, and beat up a bunch of sticks and that's going to be the performance. Set and things on fire. Set things on fire, yeah. <laughs> First time I saw you. It's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And then, what I don't know. Fi- what did you light? Um, I think I lit the floor on fire. You lit the floor on fire, <laughs> she yeah. She didn't ask for me, though, and didn't, hadn't pre-tried it. Oh, don't try that at home. No, don't. No one ev- complained. No. <laughs> <laughs> and there were no fire alarms, thankfully. Oh, didn't even check that. Um... Yeah, so I had that in my mind, but I was in Adelaide at the time when I was doing that, so I lived there for a year, and there it was a nice, supportive bunch of weirdos there, so I got really lucky, and then came back here. and was To in, Melbourne. To Melbourne, and was really kind of like, I want to make this stuff, but just couldn't find it. Mm. And I was struggling to find people who were, like, into making noise, but weren't just, like, were actually into it being a bit more expansive, and... That took a little while and, yeah, was just kind of going to shows and seeing stuff was like, yeah, this is good, but it's not pushing the limits and <laughs> not freaking me out. <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. so it, it took a little while and, yeah, it was like putting on shows, getting really weird responses from people and then just sort of like, I don't know, just pushing and pushing until now I feel I'm a little bit worn out and <laughs> a little bit less motivated, but... Yeah, still doing it. But. So you haven't found the equivalent scene in Melbourne? Um, it's not. No, I don't think you'll ever find an equivalent to like where how they are in different places. Okay, so no. they're quite diverse depending on the location. Yeah, like Newcastle is really different. <laughs> so Lara, um, go, do you want to tell us a bit about your experience in Adelaide and how you came into the scene? Um, yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about kind of doing the solo thing before, but I'd I'd seen. Um, Dan V, a sound engineer over there, and Pat, his partner in crime at the time, do some some interesting stuff. And um, and then they invited me to play when I was sort of just getting into <coughs> doing that kind of stuff. Mm. And and then I saw you play, and I also saw Bonnie Mercer in the um, in Grey Detours. So she wasn't 
doing her solo thing, but it was enough for me to go, mm. oh, maybe I can do this with a guitar and it will be okay. And then um, when I moved here, I was focusing on just doing sound, mixing bands. But I thought that my stuff was maybe too full of notes or um, a bit wanky for for what was going on here. Like people were doing really cool stuff and making their own instruments. And But I didn't, f- as soon as I played a show, I didn't find that at all. People were really like, oh, she's just got a guitar and she's doing something different and it's fine. And it's a bit, there's, you know, chord progressions happening, but that's okay too. <laughs> So, Lara, um, can you tell us a bit about how you got Ladies in Noise off the ground? Um, so I guess Marlo, the founder, really got the first two compilations, the international compilations, out. And she released a, a cassette of mine and we, we started talking. So in 2010, I think, I approached her and asked her to do or could I do an Australian version? Because I'd just seen so many women performing in Melbourne and around. And um, she was into it, so we did the first, I think the first compilation and then <coughs> did a tour on the back of that. So I got a small um, Auscode grant and, and did a small tour. Uh, yeah, and then sort of waited a little while longer because I found that I wasn't finding... There were so many more people popping up and I sort of waited until last year to put the second compilation together. And there's still more, like it stresses me out how many people there are that could be on the compilation. <laughs> and um, that great, I just though. need to make like this giant box set or something in about <laughs> 10 years. Just hold <laughs> off. <laughs> See, that's a good thing, isn't mm. it? That's yeah, awesome. it's, it's really good. And what yeah. is, what's the response been like? pretty awesome I think yeah the first tour was great we played it um in Newcastle and we did a Sydney show in Adelaide I think so if you and you were on that tour yeah yeah um yeah and it was amazing like that was the first time I'd gone on a tour just with what there was like eight ten women and we kind of all didn't know each other or we kind of knew each other vaguely and we were all just best mates like everybody was the best (laughs) (laughs) and they all like yeah when you dropped a song for a decided to start a dance floor everybody responded this is what it really comes back down yeah (laughs) (laughs) it does it was like when it's time to party they all knew how to do it very well yeah it's the main agenda so oh it was great it was beautiful like yeah it kind of really changed my whole outlook on playing it's just like I want to play with more women and mm. if there were more women around I think I'd be having heaps more fun so. and I guess it promotes collaboration as well yeah yeah so that's a positive yeah, yeah that's what I really love like um just meeting people that I've sort of only talked to over email or whatever and then seeing them pop up in other I mean when you and Sharon and Emma formed Gurner I was like this is probably the best thing that could ever happen <laughs> and <laughs> And that was a great thing. So it was like three people who's we all think creatively exactly the same. Cool. And just hadn't thought to get together. And then it was like, oh, hey, let's give it a red hot go. And it's been, that's also been life changing. Like, yeah, crazy. Like, it's now my life. <laughs> and how does solo performing compare to group performing? 
anyone wants to answer on that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you do it a lot everybody. more. <laughs> I think, yeah. Now, well, I don't play much at the yeah. moment, but you're probably doing the most solo. So what's the question? Are comparing to playing in a group? Yeah, how does the solo experience compare? Um, to not get too, like, nerdy on it, but just, like, with... I'm playing with Bjorn on Friday. I don't know how this relates to you. Um, but um, for me, it's about separating... So the nature of a lot of the experimental stuff that, I don't know, some of the people that I know is that we're all kind of within the same tone range, you know, this kind of range that we play within, and I feel like that my... When I'm playing solo, I have more control I can fill up a whole lot more space or whatever and when I'm collaborating it's all about filling the other spaces that are that are missing or the, mm. or the um so it's more of a it's a collaboration totally but it's also like it's a real listening and a communication that I really enjoy about it mm. yeah definitely. so um so if um the funding goes through uh I mentioned earlier that we're crowd you guys are crowdfunding the next ladies in noise tour partially because the government has cut arts funding in this country, which is making it hard for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but crowdfunding is a good option. So if the funding does go through, tell us a bit about um, what you're going to do with it. Yeah, cool. So there's at least 10 people involved at the moment who will play various cities. And um, it's more about, yeah, it's about getting them around and yeah. um, coordinating that um, promotion so, of so each show. So what have you show. got planned? Um, so we're going to start in September, late September, and um, do a Bendigo show mm-hmm. and um, then do a few in Melbourne. So we're doing a Mundane Mondays and a Make It Up Club show. And then we'll go to, um, I think we have to miss out on Perth unless the funding goes really, really well, but it's a shame. There's two artists over there that are on the CDs and I, who I do want to have on the tour, but... Um, or, you know, we've never been to Perth before, so it would be good. Mm. Um, and then Adelaide, obviously, Sydney and Newcastle. So we, the main aim is to get everyone to at least, like, one or two shows. And also to, because we're special guests at This Is Not Art this year, oh, yeah, to, um, to make sure that all goes to plan and gets promoted and we, we're doing workshops and the panel discussion there as well. So there's a bit of coordinating and promotion to do. Yeah. And um, where can people find out more about Ladies in Noise? Uh, there's a Facebook page, Ladies in Noise Australia, and there's also a band camp up which has the first comp on it. Um, Great. You can also go to Corpus Colossum Distro, which is Marlowe's um, distribution site. And she has the international compilations and the Australian ones up there as well. Oh, cool. So you can get the whole global experience. You can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if you donate to the um, crowdfunding, you can. Um, we're giving away like all three international copies and some of the Australian ones. As awesome. Well. Yeah. And you said there's some um, workshops and events being run as part of the tour as well? Yeah. So um, we did have two workshops. We had. Um, Claire from Perth doing a kids um, workshop, but awesome. she's had to pull out. Um, so I think we're going to be doing um, mostly sound engineering or um, setting up your gear type um, workshops yeah. for all ages. 
and that will be run by myself and Rosalind Hall, who's also at 3CR, I think. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and panel discussion will be held by um, Marlo. So oh, great. And mm. a few of us will be on the on the panel, I think, as well. Awesome. Yeah. Do you know when that'll be? Uh, that's, well, that's going to be um, teen... This is not art, sorry, goes over the second, third and fourth yeah, of like October. Yeah, the first, first weekend. October. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And do you guys want to give your acts a plug as well? Where can um, people find out more about your <laughs> music? Not even sure. Um, <laughs> really? Have I got something up? Do you not have a thing? Nah. Wow. She really doesn't. No, I'm doesn't really bad at this. So grassroots. Fun. I love it. Yeah. I just can't be I'm bothered. <laughs> I'm sure I found some. Oh, I think you've got a Facebook. I do. Gurna's got, got a Facebook. That's right. No, Gurna's got a Facebook, but um, we're on hold until um, Emma gets back from Bolivia. So, maybe. Um, I've got the uh, Bandcamp, so it's just eves.bandcamp.com. Cool. That's my thing. Yeah. Awesome. I've actually managed to do that. I'm quite proud of myself. Well yeah. done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and if people want to donate, they can go to gofundme.com slash L I N A tour. Yes. Ladies in Noise. Australia tour. Is that right? That's it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. For coming on with Thanks. Thanks very much to my guests today, Lara Sulio, Edie Stevens, and Fionn Butler. Up uh, the top, we heard Edie Stevens performing as Eves. And once again, the URL if you want to donate to Ladies in Noise upcoming Australian tour, the URL is gofundme.com slash LINA tour. I'm Amy Middleton. Join me next time for another episode of Women on the Line. Women on the Line is Community Radio's national women's current affairs program. It's produced and presented by a range of women at 3CR Melbourne and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network with funding support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by La Tigra. Women on the Line can be downloaded from our website, womenontheline.org.au, or download the podcast at 3cr.org.au slash podcast. I'm Amy Middleton. Tune in next time for another edition of Women on the Line. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.